Hello everyone and welcome to the 7th episode of the F1 Fix. This was totally recorded uh one week after the last episode. Yep, we've been um, we've been uh very dedicated to this uh podcasting experience. Um uh but to be to be honest uh, we'd like to apologize to all of our faithful fans <laughs> for taking such a long leave of absence our last episode was august 10th it has been a significant amount of time since our last upload um yep. but the good thing is we're back we're back to uh, to record another one we are yes this will be uh <laughs> expect the next one in another 4 months oh. yeah um, yeah, we've done Hopefully our first I mean, for this episode. We've winter, got a lot of things. The to winter talk break about. is coming. Oh, so much things. Uh, it's not like <coughs> Drew just woke up five minutes ago, but that's fine. <laughs> I didn't wake up five minutes ago. I woke up. I just ago. said it's not like you woke up five minutes ago. It's not You're like right. you didn't. Mm-hmm. I did not. Anyways, okay. F one. That's still F1. a thing. Yeah. Oh, a lot has happened. About, right? Right. Yeah, Since a lot of things have happened actually. So the majority of the season happened while we were. Away. Well, yeah, that's that is true. Uh, and the mid-season. We have a new <coughs> world champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, world champion has been crowned. I'm pretty sure. As if yeah. we were, um, you know, in uh, we had a lot of debate last time as to who would win the championship. Yeah. And uh, uh, he's uh, broken yeah. Schumacher's record of a number of wins too. Oh yeah, I think records have been broken. I think he's broken four records this season that's crazy um, he, i don't know but i okay i wouldn't I, be surprised I, I, okay can we can we just talk about those the people that that still complain on twitter saying oh hamilton is only winning because he's got a good car isn't Which that is, you no it's not <laughs> that's not me that's the opposite of me I hate no 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 people. there's a there's a there's a fine line between um being frustrated that there's only one winner every every single race and being a Hamilton hater. It's very fine. It's very fine. I agree. But it, I'm not a, a Hamilton hater. I'm just... Look, obviously I prefer the races to be more exciting. I'd prefer Bottas to be more competitive and, and give Lewis like a challenge. Like Even if it was like Rosberg did and it was just the two of them ahead and between them they're battling it out, I'd still be fine with that. But, you know, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, what's the point of this entire thing if, you know, there's just one one person that's going to win the championship? But there's the people on, you know, all kinds of social media that say, oh, <coughs> Hamilton is only winning because he's in the best car and he's only won seven championships because every single time he was, every single time he's won a championship, he was in the best car available. And while that might be true, it doesn't mean that he is not one of the greatest of all time. He's like unbelievably good, and that's the only way you can win championships with three races to go in a seventeen race calendar. Yeah, I I don't think he is bad by any means, or I mean, definitely not bad. <laughs> um, to say if he's the best on the grid, that could be up for debate. Oh, who do you think is the best on the grid then, Mr. Say? Um, okay, the thing is, I want to say Charles, 
<clears throat> so I think mm-hmm. I think you're right. There is a I think there's there's like a couple of drivers that that we could argue between. I think those are Max, Lewis, uh Charles and Ricardo. I believe Ricardo. is the last Ricardo. one. Ricardo, yeah. That's Ricardo what um that's what uh what's it called Renault's racing director said yeah. in the interview. Yeah. I honestly and think I agree with that. that I think that Ricardo could be a world champion if he had the right car. Cuz he's he he's he just got be... unlucky. Yeah. He really got unlucky his last season in Red Bull and like you saw the things he did in that Renault. He got a podium on in a Renault. After how many like years that they were out of that and out of contention, basically for those uh, top three places, so I think he, I think he is like what really up there as one of the best in the grid, but like he just hasn't had a chance to prove him, prove himself. I agree. I mean, if you look at like twenty fourteen, I think it was when. It was there was only three winners in the season. It was Lewis, Nico, and Daniel, because he he won three races in that. I think I'm assuming it was like a twenty twenty race season, and every single other race it was just between Lewis and Nico. But just the fact that he could win and compete with those guys, and that was like the most popular um, podium that there was that that season. It shows that uh, he yeah he he is just you know at that level. Yeah, I think this. Season the pa- this season and last season where the Red Bull drivers it's just been Max dominating over Albon and uh, Pierre. It's really showed that oh Danny can actually go into a car which is quite visibly now is meant for Max's design. It's not meant for other people's driving styles. So Danny is able to work in both the Renault style, which seems more <laughs> user user friendly. Let's say. <laughs> and then there's the <laughs> Max style. <laughs> so it just it shows that he isn't fixed into one way of driving. He's actually able to go across different types of cars, which is what you need to be a good driver. You're not you can't just stick to exactly one method and then have to rely fully on that. You need to be able to use different cars and still do well. Okay, so so let's talk about Albon then since we've reached the topic. Um for for those who might need a refresher on the topic, uh, Albon was moved into Pierre's seat at Red Bull uh, halfway through the season in 2019, and he's been in the seat ever since. He was looking promising at the end of the 2019 season, I'd like to say. He had a couple of races where he could have gotten a podium and was knocked out even, by Lewis. Even the start of this season like was kind of yeah. promising. Like that <clears throat> first Austrian GP. Austria, the- yeah. Yeah, one of the Austrian GPs. He was on for the win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until yeah, he until spun. Contact with I Lewis. mean, yeah. Lewis Hamilton, spun him. Yeah. yeah. So so and he had that he had that one podium, but overall, especially the latter half of the season has just been pretty disappointing from him. He hasn't been able to keep up with with Max at all, and he's shown that pace with you know, even remotely near him very few times. And in the race where he's supposedly has good race pace because we've seen him come through the the field a lot and you know do a lot of overtakes and come back and come fourth fifth 
he didn't show even that much of that side of him, especially in the last couple of races. There's a there's like those two races where he finished twelfth and fifteenth or whatever it was, and he started near the back or even near the front and just failed to to show results. And I think and at a certain point, it wasn't even that Albon needed to be beating Max. It was just he needed to keep up to a relative place with him, and he just hasn't done that. I mean, the last race, Max had an awful start. Max, I mean, Albin jumped from 6th to 3rd, I believe. And Max dropped from 2nd to 8th or something like that. And then yeah. it's just, it was just a, in a, in a matter of 10 laps or so, Max already had caught up to Albin and then overtook him. It was just yeah. a bit sad to see. Yeah. I think Because we had, a lot, of, is we had more... a lot of hope in him. No, but I think that's more of a point of how unfair the Red Bull car is to, like, other drivers apart from Max. Because I I was a pure Gasly fan from the start, and I was really rooting for him in Red Bull. I thought he would do so well. And then, like, it was, like, when his results were, so, like, not terrible, but they weren't meant, like, they were not uh, representative of what a Red Bull car should be doing. And, like, look at him now. Like, he's moved to a lesser team, but he's still scoring podiums. He's still doing, like, insane things in that car. So, I, and Albon had so much promise, and if not even more than Pierre Gasly, because he raced, you know, the likes of Russell, Leclerc, Norris, like, all these people, young talents. He came up with all of them, and he had, a, like, a really good junior career. So, I think, like, it... That speaks more of how um, undrivable the Red Bull car is, rather than um, Albon being bad per se, and yeah. which I think is just so unfortunate because he deserves a car, at least that he can drive and show off his true talents. And he's getting a lot of um, hate for that, which I also think is unjust because, like. The same people who hate um, are hating on him now are the same people who despised Pierre Gasly last season, but then are the same people who switched up and are like loving him, are in love with him right now. It's just like there's such a like I don't know hypocrisy to it. Double I standard. feel, but yeah. yeah, double standard. It's just I don't know. So what do you think the path for Red Bull is? Because they're the ones that ultimately make the decision of who drives their car and how their car is designed. So what's their best bet in terms of succeeding in the future? I feel right like now? they've low-key acknowledged it, though. They've low-key yeah. been acknowledging that their car is undrivable. And I also think, like, Pierre is not an option for them because of how I mean, he's already been Pierre signed left to the team. Avatar. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but then, I mean, like, just in general, how, like, Pierre um, left the team kind of sourly and left a bitter taste and how he's outperforming Red Bull in some of the cases in a, like, lesser car. Like, I don't yeah. think he's an option just, like, um, in general. And But mm -hmm. I think now that they've acknowledged that their car has problems with being undrivable, I think then their bet is to stay with Albon and develop the car to suit both the driving styles of, I mean, just be a better car for everyone to drive. At Initially, least I hope I it stays that way. 
I thought they'd get rid of him as well with you know replacing him with either Hulkenberg or Perez because that I didn't expect anybody else to come and come and you know uh, look for that seat but yeah now it does seem like I I I feel like if they were going to replace him they would have done so by now um they did in between they said that you know there was those two races that they they would give him in order to decide whether they'd keep him or not, he did really badly in both of them, and yet they still haven't announced whether he'd be leaving or not. So I honestly think that he's he's probably going to stick around as well next uh, next season. Um, they'll probably do their best to, to develop the car around him and, and help him more because, again, it would be really embarrassing for Red Bull if two of their like talented, not even two if you include uh, Kvyat, three of their Red Bull talent and then also Daniel didn't leave because of that specifically but so many Red Bull talent have left the Red Bull program mm. uh, and and failed to to compete at that Red Bull team which was why Red Bull is pouring millions of dollars into the junior talent development if the talent doesn't make it to Red Bull and perform then there's no point yeah. they've wasted all their money they're running out of um drivers in their young talent program i'm pretty sure so it's looking grim for red bull i think um unless they figure out what's going on with their car and why it's so undrivable for like so many talents do you think it would be possible for them to basically split their strategy and develop two cars or two car profiles yeah that was my other point the problem is next yeah, I, like Next it's season. all about 2022 now. Like there's no yeah, no one's focusing on this 21 season. And does that so, mean they're going to keep him around till 2022? Because I thought maybe they'd give him another season to think about it. But if there's no development next season, then can we really expect yeah, a lot better performances that, from Albon? See, I'm thinking like they, um, they uh, keep him for 21 and then let him go for 22, which would be like the harshest thing ever. But yeah. like... In reality, like no one, no one really cares about this twenty-one season, because such big like regulations are coming in for the twenty-two season, and they all know like Mercedes is gonna dominate no matter what in this era of cars at least. So like their biggest chance to compete is to shake things up in twenty-two. So I think a lot of the like midfield teams, even Ferrari and Red Bull, they're switching up their focus to twenty-two. In order to um, make a car that's like that will you know win championships, so yeah, I, I think that's spot for Albon. I think that's even yeah. more of a reason for Red Bull to hire another driver that's not Albon or Pierre for this for next season. Yeah, because I think their as long as their design philosophy doesn't change, let's assume that then they're still going to develop something which works best for Max and not the other driver. If they can find another driver, maybe in their uh, training program or in another one, that has a similar driving style to Max, then they could use that driver alongside of Max in 2022 and just use 21 as like a warm-up for him. Yeah. And, but I also and, okay, feel like... But, but here, here's the thing. Here's another factor to consider. How long is Max going to stick around to the program? Because he's been there since, what, 2017, 2018 in that car and is always either you know second third fourth 
he's never been able to challenge for that championship seat. And the question really is, when are they going to get there? And if they aren't going to get there, is Max going to stick around? Because for Red Bull, Max is really their, like, you know, their their prized possession. It's the one thing that they can't let go of if they want to win. Yeah. I, I would love to see Max in another car, see how he performs. Just him in a Mercedes. I mean, sorry, Bottas, but Max in Mercedes. <laughs> I was honestly surprised uh, they stuck Bottas. They stuck with Bottas again. But yeah, fair enough. I think we've spoke about spoken about this. But no, but I fair think enough. like twenty two is the year they're all gonna switch up. Mm. Um, George, the drivers. Yeah, but this this is the thing. Like, if Lewis leaves the sport after next year, which I mean, could be likely. It could also not be likely. We don't know, but. I really just want to see the Max and Lewis like combination at Mercedes, and we might well like the years for that are like dwindling down. Mm. So yeah, yeah I I, I could see Lewis just ending it next year on a high. Not yeah, I, if he wins I eight, then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then yeah, Bottas six point oh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's always hope. There's always hope. We we hold yeah. out for Bottas. He, he had see, I feel like Bottas is just so unlucky. It's it's crazy how unlucky it is. Like there were races where the same thing happened to both of them when like in Silverstone when both of their tires exploded, except for one of them yeah. it exploded so badly that it like made him retire. And the other one he still won. How is that possible? He has, Lewis has unbelievably good luck, even in the last race. He pitted, and as soon as he pitted, VSC came on. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. Uh, no, and nobody else got that advantage. He has, like, this, obviously he has a huge amount of skill, but there's also, somehow there's a, a luck factor that is always following him, <laughs> and I don't understand how. But in the Turkish Grand Prix, okay, it was wet or semi-wet conditions and Bottas spun six times I don't think anyone was like oh no he's still he's still he still has a chance it was (laughs) it was really embarrassing there's no better word than embarrassing for that (laughs) yeah Uh, it was quite unfortunate I don't think Bottas is the right teammate for Lewis because there's I See, like, there's no doubt he's um, not a good driver. Like, he is a good driver, but he just, like, isn't aggressive when he needs to be. He doesn't go for those risky moves. He doesn't, like, he's very passive behind the wheel, I feel like. And because of that, like, when he has opportunities to, uh, you know, like, uh, make a move and really fight for championships, he really, like, doesn't perform much but that's why he's like the perfect teammate in uh, for Lewis in terms of um, from Mercedes's perspective because he's consistent um, and he can score championship points for the team but he's not hindering Lewis's like um, uh, goal to reach uh, the world drivers championship so I don't know I (laughs) and he's there to win the constructors yeah. Yeah. It's, this. I mean, there's no. I don't think that there is a doubt about whenever Lewis drives, he is aggressive in terms of defending his position. 
he doesn't want people to like overtake him there he is a bit harsh in some cases i would even say in terms of how how much uh, he puts his elbows out but that's what you need to do to be like an f1 driver like you miss like it's a cliche quote but you miss like 100 percent of the opportunities you don't take and that's why max is such a superstar because he goes for those aggressive moves and like that's why also like daniel ricardo is good he will go for the he will leave it to the last second to break into a corner just to you know overtake people and like yeah exactly so like i think like these like risky decisions are what makes the drivers like um not good per se but also like makes the drivers uh come out on top because if you're not taking risks like you're not really doing anything you're just you know sort of in this awkward limbo state and mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't know it's a it's a weird yeah. one can we can we talk about uh charles leclerc and the amazing season he's been having it's been insane he's what p fourth in the championship right now and is he yeah, I think it's fourth, and and Sebastian's like in twelfth or thirteenth or something like that. Let me check. Sebastian had a great race in Turkey, right? He did. It was yeah. very nice to see that um, that that podium was so nice. It was, and I remember at the very end, I was watching it, and uh, and and Charles spun out, and while I also really like Charles, I was so excited to see that uh, that uh, Seb would come and come and take that because. I was like, oh god, um, that's yeah. like for for the for the race that that Lewis won. It was nice to see both of them up on the on the podium. It's been a while since Seb has been on a podium, and considering that he's staying in the probably in a fighting good fighting team next year, I was happy to actually see him that he still has it in him to get onto podiums. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay, I so think Charles it's, uh, is fifth. Charles is fifth. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Perez that's fourth, which is also yeah. insane given he's not yeah. got a seat for next year. Like, yeah. what is happening? Which I don't think he'll um, get, to be honest. Like, what is, what's left right now? The two Haas seats, uh, the Alfa Romeos, which is... Alfa Romeos are actually set in, right? They said no, Alfa like, Romeos are staying to Chibonazzi. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? That's it. Just the Haas seat and that one Red Bull seat. Yeah. So yeah, Haas hasn't. There haven't been any rumors about Haas, has there? Maybe no, no. Haas, Haas they're saying it will be Schumacher. Uh, it'll be Schumacher and uh, and uh, that Russian guy, Mazepin. Mazepin. Oh, okay. Really? Oh, I'll be happy to see him. Yeah, that's the rumor. (laughs) I was just about to say for our (laughs) viewers who don't know, they probably know, but like. Grosjean and Magnussen <laughs> won't be signing on for Haas next year, uh, next year, which is um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I don't want to say about time, but about time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Grosjean is. I actually think he's decent if he's not, because he's aggressive. That's what I like about Grosjean. He might. He's just not exactly consistent. That's yeah, my that's issue with Grosjean, but he is aggressive, and he will actually fight for his position. Um, but he said that he's just getting tired of F one, like not being in a winning team, just 
and yeah. fighting in the midfield. So yeah. I understand his decision to leave. I am guessing Magnuson. It is not his decision to leave. He was not saying <laughs> that he wanted to yeah. leave beforehand. Yeah. And I think this season he's has six DNFs, which is outrageous. It's really I, I don't think most, okay, most of them, I think, were like technical failures. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how much of this is just Haas blaming it on the drivers when they're home? Like, when it's their own car that's at fault. I genuinely think that Kevin should have been given a chance to stick around. In, in a scenario where Haas had the money, they would... In, in, if, I, if I was in charge of Haas and I had enough money without needing <laughs> Mazepin's uh, Russian money um <laughs> i would have kept kevin and then put schumacher replacing grosjean because then at least you have that one driver who's been around to to help you develop the car to to know what the upgrades are feeling like and two rookies in in this, in this yeah, team is that's crazy that is a big risk it's a huge risk and they don't have but a sister team that can show them the way Ferrari could have if they were competent. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's crazy. Like, um, but I also think like they do need a mix up at Haas because like nothing's working out for them right now. And um, the first few years they were in F one was like actually really promising. I I forget which race it was, but it was like. Um, one of the one of the starting races in their like um, career as like a team was like really good and like so I feel like they've kind of went like gone downhill since but we'll see we'll see I'm also curious as to how long Gene Haas will you know keep this um, keep yeah. Haas in F1 for because it's obviously a very expensive endeavor I think yeah. 2022 will be a big deciding factor for Gene Haas in terms of putting money in. Because the 2021 season does actually seem quite smart on Haas' behalf, having two rookie drivers. You're just having them purely just to base, dip their toes in the water, see what F1 is like mm-hmm. for them, see if they can actually stand the fight. And it's just building up F1 experience for them. And then 2022, everything's changed. You don't know where you'll stand in the, in the, the order of teams. Do you think will be around for 2022? Because he's only there for the money right now. I mean, do you think Haas is going to somehow get more money in 2021? Well, They're not going to be a winning sign team. Sign another driver? They, they could sign, sign Latifi or something. Um. Uh, no, I, I meant more like... Okay, so so there's a couple of things in this. First of all, I thought that uh, Checo could have been a good option for Haas, considering the money he brings with, you know, the world's richest Mexican in in his pocket. So I genuinely thought that... that and, and he's also mentioned that he wants a long-term project to work with. So I thought that Checo would be moving to Haas and then Schumacher would be with him. But what I didn't expect is, is Checo to... Now he's probably not going to have a seat at all. And that that seems just a bit unfortunate. Because I, mean, these, I think they could have These are still well. rumors... These are still rumors, right? It's it's not likely at this point. It, there's they've already <laughs> all like kind of like these rumors at this point. At the point when when the rumors reach like Will Buxton and he's talking about it on um, yeah. Paddock Pass and all that, they're pretty <laughs> much confirmed. 
Um, yeah, it's, but then again, it's like F1's a harsh environment, all about money in some like cases. And we've seen like really good drivers go for, yeah, very harshly. Like what? I, I mean, like one driver that comes to mind was, uh, he's, I mean, no one would call him really good or anything, but, uh, Pascal Werlein. I was oh so God, sad. Was, when I left. liked him. I really did like. I him. I liked him too. I really liked him as well. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus uh, wasn't there for that I time. Haven't, but I have <laughs> no idea who that is. <laughs> Which was like, I was so sad when he left. I was also yeah, sad when Ocon left. Oh, was uh, he the Red Bull driver? No, I was. I didn't. I never liked Ocon. Or was Pascal? Pascal, no, Pascal no, was a Mercedes driver, technically. Okay, then I'm, I'm Mercedes really, program. He's he's I in the Mercedes team in Formula E right now. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, it's a toughie. But yeah, it, it is it is a bit sad when we see drivers go away in, in exchange for people's money. And you know what I'd really like to see? I want to see more teams. Because that obviously helps with bringing in more seats. And it's just more exciting in general, I think, if more teams come yeah, in. Yeah, but like, that's like, more teams are preparing to leave than... And there's That's like the zero problem. teams like planning on coming in like, yeah. and then, yeah. and then there's also Red Bull without an engine, right? Like, what are they gonna do after? Right. That, I mean, that's there's like thing. I think right now they're planning to buy the IP for Honda's engine. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but like, how far can they get as a non-car manufacturing like company? How far? I mean, can they've they gone get pretty with, far. They've won championships. So Did you guys again? see the? Bugatti I mean, no. Rumors? I mean, like, if they're developing an engine themselves mm. as an as a energy drinks brand, how far can they get compared to Mercedes, who have like a billion dollar company, yeah, manufacturing cars and engines, Ferrari and Renault, who are also the same. Like, they have hundreds of millions of cars in the world, like out there. How I don't know how, how like. Uh, you know how good or viable this option is yeah. I, I, I can tell you as a mechanical engineer in training uh, engines are pretty <laughs> easy to design shouldn't be too oh, yeah? hard yeah, yeah. I see. You should, you maybe should they should them. hire join, you join F1 yeah. <laughs> send in your, your application we'll make our own team yeah, yeah no no we'll, we'll oh, start easy, our own easy. team we'll start our easy, own team easy. Uh, and then you just make the engine um, and then we just I'll look at the data we, I'll look at the we can data start, we can start this, yeah and I'll, I'll take care of the operations and then we, we will we will we'll just sell the, the your engines to the teams because obviously it's going to be really cheap yeah it's really easy yeah. to make and then we'll use that money to start our own F1 team see ah, good plan good plan it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be um, strategy because that's a key that's a big one strategy oh, we'll the, hire the driver people. Just, just have the have the drivers do their own strategy. <laughs> You're right. Use their gut instincts. And Lewis. <laughs> do drivers have any drivers gone into become strategists? I'm sure they have, but I don't know. Maybe not any famous ones. I'm sure like a like a driver that was around for. You know, I mean, like back in the day, there must have been like some, like an engineer <laughs> who like jumped in the car for one one round or something like. <laughs> I'm sure there have been. I mean, that was like Bruce McLaren. He was the engineer and also the driver. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that was I guess he would have been the strategist at that point also. 
I don't think they had devoted people just for strategy <laughs> yeah. back then. I mean, um, no, on the them. F, on the F1 my team, I do everything. So like, I think uh, I think I'm pretty <laughs> qualified, right? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, okay. Um, yes, yes, okay. <laughs> Uh, for those on who are watching on YouTube and are seeing Marcus's <laughs> lovely dances, uh, he has to go. So, I guess that's a wrap for episode seven. Um, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a short one, but you know what? Wait. We'll be back every single week from this point onwards. Every week we're gonna record a new episode. That is uh, a commitment. Every week. From wow. <laughs> every week. That's uh, the first time you far on are hearing this commitment. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. I'm. You know what? I'm not sure how our fans will feel about that. So, we'll we'll uh, we'll start them slow first. The, the pause. No, okay. no, no. We'll 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 start them slow because they've been used to nothing for uh, about four months or so. So mm. we'll start easy. Maybe like uh, once a month or like something like that then it once every two weeks then once a week then every day i mean i think i think uh if we say today is the 22nd of november it'll be just quite funny to see when it actually comes out because drew is editing this so now we can <laughs> no, see his speed. Today. I have time. It'll be out today, guys. No worries. No worries. Drew is not out. the most reliable editor. <laughs> this right. might be I the Christmas the special. <laughs> and and if we are talking about rules, then can we talk about your your ability as social media manager not being very good? <laughs> Hello, I I never applied for this role. Yeah. I never. Uh, Farhan, the, the F one teams would never hire you as their social media manager. I wouldn't hire myself as a social media manager. <laughs> Have you seen my Instagram? It has zero posts. I've posted more on the F1 Fix account than I have in my whole Instagram history. Okay, well, in obviously my own that's, personal that's, ins- Instagram So Farhan history. is pledging to work harder on the on the. There will be a post out later this anything. week advertising our return to F1. Uh, uh, our return to F1 fix Um, and yes we're we're very happy to be back we'll see you we'll see you hopefully more often than once every three months Uh, yes (laughs) but yes thank you all for listening and uh, that was Farhan Marcus and I on the F1 fix goodbye bye bye